more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. This is five minutes after five here on High Tide. If you're thinking of heading out today, have a think about it. Southwesterly 10 to 15 knots, turning westerly in the middle of the day. Winds may reach up to 20 knots. They're a lot bigger than that further down the coast at the moment. So uh, think very seriously about it. 70% chance of rain, and as Blakey said, they've downgraded all their forecasts. Just a little bit. Laurie McAnally, it's a big drop from 60 millimetres back to 5 millimetres for the day. I heard you say that earlier. I thought, oh, that's okay. Well, we haven't had that much here. We've just had those sort of passing, sort of skiddy showers, you know, a little bit on the front and then uh, not much behind it, so it's all right. Oh, that's good because Penrith Panthers Fishing Club's up at uh, Southwest Rocks this weekend fishing. Are they? Yeah, at the charter boats. And the Tigers did them like a dinner last night. Yeah. How many of the that you've won this year? That's it. We won the bye. <laughs> you won the, yeah, there's some dis- doubt whether you're going to get my, two my points wife, for that. My wife just a sledge me said that one. That's been passing one. She said, she said, oh, Balmain aren't on this week. I said, they've got the bye. She said, oh, they'll lose. <laughs> however, however, one of our... Um, We've got a pretty astute punter at the, our news agency, Peter Dallas. He uh, he was going to back him. He said they're due for a win, and he said, I reckon they'll, they'll get up over him. So I, I don't know whether he put it. I'll find out tomorrow, today or tomorrow, when I see him, if he put his money on. But he, he was going he was he told me he was going to have a, 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 have a, lack, a, a, a punt. So, oh, all right, good luck to well, him. Well, Penrith dropped the ball twice over the line. Yeah, I know. It's one of those things, it's... And look, some, in that wet weather like that, you, it, it, it adds an, a, a sort of an extra um, bit of unpredictability. You know, people slipping over when they shouldn't slip over, which happened once. Well, it needs to rain every day if Brooks is going to play like that. It's the first decent game he's oh, played in how many no, years? No, I put the fire hose on him every time he runs out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they won a game. Good on them. I'll just about given up on poor old Tigers. But anyway, it doesn't matter. No, look, I still support them. It's just one of those things. It's, they're going through a bad patch. Well, there's, they've got three supporters, and I've you, PJ and Anne. Yeah, but you don't just give up. You just, you know... Kieran does. If you really want to change things... Uh, wait a minute. Pay your, no, if you want to change things, pay your membership and start changing the board. That's right. That's right. So, we always believe Jack Gibson. You know, if you want to win a premiership, start at the front office. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, not to worry. I'll just just that's how uh, it's they, they, at least they stopped sort of dropping the ball and fumbling, and they at least actually had some structure and played pretty well last night. So good on them. They might come good yet. They might win, you know, ten in a row and make the five yet. I doubt it, but they might. Have you got a tooth fairy up there? Don't talk to me <laughs> about that tooth fairy. I was at the dentist on um, <laughs> Thursday. I, I broke a, tooth, a back tooth. Anyway, yep, yep, yep. He did all this, you know, whatever they do, all that ironmongery stuff they do with you. And I walked out, and there was all sort of other things to be done too that he found. And so I walked out, and I hadn't put any money in the Visa card since we came back. And the girl thinks it's about eleven hundred and four dollars, please. <laughs> anyway, I nearly I went. Oh, this will this will test the this will test the, the the button, you know. So I put it in. I'm watching, watching. Came up approved. I don't know how much is in there this morning. I'll have to go to the <laughs> hole in the wall and check my balance, but it won't be much. <laughs> I've got a shot of it. But oh well. Obviously, I've paid for his kids to go to King's School or something for the rest of the year. 
<laughs> Last time I went to a dentist, Laurie, he looked in my mouth and he went, oh, no. And I said, what's wrong? What can you see? He said, oh, at least in your holiday home in Byron. That's right, exactly. Anyway... Eleven hundred and four dollars this year, right? Oh, okay, good on you. Anyway, so no, he took some X-rays and did some things and did all this other because there's other. Of course, he found some other things that I didn't know about that he that need to be fixed. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I've got an, I'm I'm back in the chair on Tuesday, so. I'm, anyway, but I have at least been fishing this week. I fished on Friday. Uh, even though the, you, you know how I tell people uh, you, there's only about four or five good Jewfish tides every month. I got out of bed on... Uh, some of the guys caught a few Jewfish and Cobia on lures in the, in the river through the week because they can't go to sea, so they're fishing in the river all the time. And uh, I woke up Friday morning early and it was foggy and misty and still and I thought, oh, this will... Who, who, cares, who cares about the tides? <laughs> so I went and had a fish for Jewfish on, on Friday... And of course, because the tides weren't any good, I didn't catch any. <laughs> but I did catch I did catch five flathead, including one really nice one, which is sitting downstairs on a nice blue tray waiting for lunch. So good. it'll be chips and chips and pickle. I think well, Julie made some pickled. Uh, what do you make? Some sort of pickled salad, pickled Japanese salad and chips. Beautiful. To go with a to go with a couple of flathead fillets. You reckon that'll be all right? That sounds very nice. With yeah. a nice sav blanc. No, we bought it well. You won't believe this. We stayed three days at um, McLaren Vale before uh-huh. we came home. Julie did, and I did. <laughs> so there's a few things to taste test downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I make some nice wines out of McLaren Vale. Uh, what did she find them? Sab Blanc was really nice. And, yeah, battle, uh, of, battle of something. Yeah. Um, battle of Bosworth battle. wines. Okay. Very, very nice Sab Blanc. Yep. All Beautiful. Good. So she got a few good charities. I've got a couple of nice threads. I went to Wirra Wirra Wine. We went to quite a few. And we went to the Cube. You know, with the, the, oh, Darrenberg. Uh, yeah, Darrenberg was. Darrenberg Cube, which had a, the Salvador Dali exhibition on. Julie was, Julie's always been really into Salvador Dali, so that was worth seeing. No, there's lots of things. We went and did the Andy Warhol. People won't believe that we're, you know, there's culture in the, in the fishing <laughs> movement. We went to the Andy Warhol exhibition at the Art Gallery in... in um, Adelaide, and uh, yeah, we did all that. A lot of Cuthan culture. We we did that for a week. Got away from the fishing, supposedly. So, uh, but the one thing with the fishing, I'm just interested to when we were down there. Just a few little sort of sidelines from when we were there. I said on the on the radio, there's a lot of women fish down there on the jetties, which are, I think is part of both sort of parking safety lights. You know, the whole toilets. Yeah, we probably have to have a look at some of that. You were talking yesterday. I think Kieran's. Right. Were they going to have a look at re- reviewing the uh, uh, the trust funds, Kieran, or something? Oh yeah, they're going to look into that. There's going to be yeah. that'll be quite interesting. Yeah, but there's things we. I, mean, I know we look. It's like everything else. It's it depends who the leadership group is and all the rest of it. But there's quite obviously things we can do to help ourselves. It's our money. Well, so, uh, yeah, well, one for a start is the bloody will vote. Vote? Yeah, the vote, you know, have a, and have a say. Yeah, I know, I know, we'll we'll vote, but now, now we've had a vote and we're back to where we were. Well, we yeah, need, we yeah. need to get a voice on that, on that, on that spending committee. I don't even, you know, I look, I'm trying to stay out of all the, the politics a bit, but we need to maybe just change a few things. The one thing I've been thinking of 
I'd like to see that if they're going to spend some money, we should be sponsoring a couple of PhD students every year with that money. It would only cost you sort of 50 grand each, so that's 100 grand. And that way we'd be turning out university students who are, who are attracted to and interested in recreational fishing issues. Because all the scientists I see don't like recreational fishermen. So, particularly the shark people and a few others. But I, I think we, you know, we should be spending our money with a sharper edge. And, uh, and certainly, as I said, women's fishing, fishing for the disabled uh, or people with well, disabilities. Nice. There's lots of things we could do to open up fishing options out there. There's, uh, as there having been down there, and I, I don't know, you've been to Adelaide, Alan? Yes. You've seen some of their boat ramps? Yes. They put us to shame. Yeah, but they don't have that many boat ramps for their boating population still. I don't know, but I'll tell you boats. what, there's some... Uh, I was at uh, Cal, and they just finished a new, a brand new ramp and parking area, and uh, was it, it was an absolute cracker. Yeah. You know, really nice modern toilet block, picnic area, the whole thing, fantastic. And parking for 200 cars, not like Rose Bay. stand by guys we'll come back in a moment we'll take a quick break here at 14 after 5 children don't have an equal chance when they live in poverty like all children 8 year old Nick needs support to succeed at school but despite his hard work the support of his parents and teachers he's still falling behind all because he lives in poverty but you can help a tax deductible donation to the Smith family will provide out of school learning support to children like Nick and give them the chance to achieve their best at school. Search the Smith family and donate by June 30. Well, a couple of days of food and wine and entertainment. Uh, it's all there for you to enjoy. Outdoors in Pirama Park, Piermont, on uh, Saturday, May 6th and Sunday, May 7th. It's the 11th anniversary of the Piermont Food and Wine Festival. You can sample, you can buy wines from some of the finest winemakers in the regional areas of New South Wales, places like Orange, where they make beautiful wine. Uh, And there's Mudgee wine, Hunter Valley wines, all lovely. You can feast on oysters at the Oyster Bar from the Sydney Fish Market and delicious hot food from your favourite Sydney food vendors. There'll be craft breweries and uh, distilleries and admissions, nothing, free. The Piermont Food and Wine Festival. Got it? For more information, you simply go to piermontfestival.com.au. Piermontfestival, one word, .com.au. Or just show up on Saturday, May 6th or Sunday, May 7th to Parama Park, Piermont, overlooking Sydney Harbour. Easy Mortgages offers flexible home loans to suit whatever stage you're at. Whether you're buying a home, investing, renovating or refinancing, they'll help you compare and save. Easy Mortgages lends quickly and easily, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Visit the website, key in your details and get an answer within 24 hours. Go to easymortgages.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian credit licence number 535100. Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL Kit Home, Australia's most experienced and trusted kit home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. PAL guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build 
your very own home. Go to PAL, that's P-A-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. For a new website at a very affordable price, you should contact List Designs. Specialists in website development, List Designs can create a website for you that is functional, looks great, and at a fraction of what it would cost you elsewhere. And because they work from home, with List Designs, there are no expensive premises, so you don't pay for any fancy overheads. Go to List Designs, that's L-I-S-D-E-S-I-G-N-S dot com dot A-U, or phone 0404042492. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only 17 minutes after five here on High Tide. Currently in Bathurst at the moment. It's chilly, eight degrees. Seven at Broken Hill, Tari, 15, Gunnedah, 12. Eight degrees at Armadale. Warm in the studio, though, Blakey. I've got to be honest. It's it's. I haven't turned the air conditioning on. No, why. no, no, no. I was just saying to Blakey, Laurie, during the break, I actually covered a Bathurst 1000 from McLaren Vale once. It was pouring down rain at Bathurst, and I was sitting in the sun drinking red wine. Were you giving on-air reports? Yes, I was. They had the TV on in the pub. At Wollonga. Remote control broadcasting. They just wanted reports of what was going on. They didn't say I had to be there. I not. I told you, we had the... the, uh, Mustang Car Club at the motel we were at, at the Marina yes, Motel. Yes, yes. Gee, they oh, let me tell you, they spent some money on their cars. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Yeah. And they, what, as I told you, what they do, they, the, the really flash ones are, are actually bought in the States. Yeah. The Shelbys and the um, some of the other stuff. Although the Balkan Shores do a few up. And, uh, yeah, I was just... I was just Julie wasn't exactly taken with the um, idling outside the motel room <laughs> when she was trying to sleep, but other than that, she was all right. Uh, so okay. anyway, was look uh, when you down, when we were down, like as I said there was a, a Mustang Car Club, and then there was the MG and Morgan Car Club. They must have had three or four hundred of them in the park across the way from us. And wow! You you, you, you realise how much money people spend. I mean, I know, I know people. Well, Blakey knows how much people spend on boats, including me. <laughs> well, I, what did I pay the other day? I, I've had to put new rod holders in, Alan. Yes. Well, when I bought the boat, I, I fit oh, you know, it doesn't come with rod hole. I don't know, it didn't come with rod holes. No, you didn't want to. I put it, them yeah. in and I, I, I just bought, you know, standard. Hey, same ones I put in every yeah. every other boat I've had, pretty much. And I broke two. Yeah. <laughs> just snap them. Well, they've, they've come away from the, where they're necked, they're necked at the yeah. top. There. So I bought I bought some that are reinforced and welded, not necked, not, not pressed. Yeah, Bar Crush would do some nice billeted rod oh, holes. there's a beautiful. No, no, yeah. bar crushes. When they, you get, when you buy a bar crush, you don't have to cut holes in the side of it to put to, to put rod. They make beautiful, strong rod holders. But yeah. we sell them as an aftermarket thing too. You can buy those rod holders. Put it yeah, in the well, box. Yeah, I bought the ones from a, uh, one of the people, the, the bloke who makes them from one of the big um, game boat peoples. Yeah, hundred and eighty odd dollars a rod holder. You should have bought the bar crushes. They're a lot cheaper. Do no, they have probably. to? Do they have to be marked now, though? So I might show it to her. Said that's what I want. <laughs> don't forget. Um, this year I've been towing. I'm, I'm towing 50, 50 pound rods and reels yep. with eighty pound line. Yeah. And fourteen kilos of drag. You know the spotty mackerel hit them and basically skip out. <laughs> if they're under four kilo, they're on the top. Well, the bar crusher ones are less than half of that. Is that right? Yeah. Do they have to be marked now? 
What do you mean, marked? It says, you know, for rod use, not fuel. <laughs> oh, look, I saw that on television. That was with Julie and I yeah. years ago. Saw exactly that at Naruma. You know, the mate jumped out. I'll fill, fill, I'll fill her up, Billy. And you know, grabs the, you know, grabs the bows and puts the sticks it in the hole. Fuel, and I'm, I'm about twenty feet away from him, fueling my little titty up. And I've gone sniff, sniff, sniff. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you smell the fuel? You know. And I look at the back of this. You know, they were the, it was, uh, was it a Swiftcraft Seagull? Yeah, it could have been a Seagull, yeah. Yeah, it was a Seagull. And I, I walked back and I said, mate, you're putting the fuel in the boat. That's a rod holder. And he just looked at me like I'm an idiot, you know. Yeah. I said, mate, stop fueling up. There's fuel going everywhere. And suddenly he woke up what was happening. But, yeah, 200 bucks worth of fuel. Well, not only that, but if you do it in an aluminium boat, it normally eats out all the flotation under the floor as oh, well. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. The old aluminiums, just the fuel, the all the flotation will just be goo. Yeah, nice goo. <laughs> anyway, this bloke, the, the bloke from the petrol station, comes running out and he puts the hose on the on the on the on the driveway and starts hosing the driveway off and this and that. There was juice everywhere. I, you know, I was in one of those big Naruma comps. You know, we we're all lined up to be it was sort of a, a, a Q20 deep to get petrol. So, but yeah, you can easily do it. I mean, I've seen you know, particularly if you sort of got people fishing with you who aren't real fishermen, they're trying to help, you know. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll get the fuel for you, you know, you know, and I'll buy it. But uh, that guy put, what, he put 550 bucks worth of juice in. Yeah. Into, a, into an outboard-powered runabout. Yeah, 15-footer. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, just be, always be careful, people. Just, yeah, put the fuel in the right... Don't overfill your tanks. There was a rumour that at the time he was mumbling in the background. He was saying... A third for going out, a third for coming back in. I don't know. It's just a rumour. Let me tell you, he had plenty. He had plenty to spare, but it was all in the wrong place. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, we better do some fishing Please. reports after that. Uh, through the week, we've had a big swell here on the. I think PJ said it yesterday. We've had a big swell on the bar pretty much all week. A handful of people have gone out. A few who shouldn't have, but anyway, and not caught much. Um, a few bottom fish, few snapper. Snapper and pearlies and, and Venus tusfish, but not a huge amount. Uh, there's been some kingies at Fish Rock and plenty of bonito around the headlands, uh, but not. Look, it's, it just hasn't been worth going. And uh, I, 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 when I was um, fishing for these fishing the, the river walls on uh, Friday, one little tinny went round the corner, and I went, "You've got to be kidding, mate!" You know. So, um, but luckily, about ten minutes later, he came. He came skidding back past me. He was just oh. taking it for a walk. No, no, he was determined to get out. He he actually got into the jaws of the bar. Really? And then somehow got out of it. So, uh, but it was you know, it was the bottom of the tide on a big sea, and you know if you'd actually calculated to make it as bad as possible, they had. <laughs> you nailed it. And I was trying to work out why any of them would not have gone to the headland and had a look. Uh, look, I don't know. I just. I know, look with bar accidents. I've, I, you know, I've written a few hundred of them up when I was in the Maritime. You just you can't tell them, you know. And we've got two observation headlands spots here. You can just drive to with your boat, have a look. Oh, yeah, that's no good. That's good. Uh, you know, you'll get the wisdom of the ancients if it's really bad. Uh, you know, all the old blokes are don't go there, mate. She's no good. And um, <laughs> but they still ignore you. And. Uh, but, you know, if you have a good look at it from the headland first, if it looks ordinary from the headland, it'll be three, two or three times as bad oh, when it's well. coming at your windscreen. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're in a 14-foot Quintrex runabout, 
with a 40 on the back and you and it's six, and it's two meters let me tell you it's terrifying and a lot of people like to check webcams now but yeah, yeah, webcams we'll, we'll, don't give you an idea yeah, yeah it looks much better webcam. than what it is got them here. yeah yeah they very good do not show you the they're, size they're the webcam is about 300 meters from the actual crunch point so i i look with my own eyes yep anyway and the other pointer is if the charter boats are all still tied up don't go <laughs> they're tied up good for point, a reason. Yeah. <laughs> the, pretty good. They'll be out there. If the pros aren't going out, it tells you enough. No, no, not only that. You know, they've got two metres of clearance up the well, metre at 1.7 or 1.8 metres of clearance up the front. They've got, they can get out in four times what a, uh, a tinny can get out in. Yeah. So Anyway, I'm just saying, if the charter boats are all bobbing around at their moorings, there's a reason. So Anyway, but, yeah, so the offshore's been very quiet. Now, the beaches, very good brim on the beaches, large fish, not huge numbers, but really good fish up to 1.2, 1.3 kilo, uh, and, and, and enough of them to make it worth your while. Look for the sheltered corners um, anywhere on the, on the northern side of the headlands, because the sea, although the sea, yeah, the sea's been sort of southerly, but it's going to go, did you say it's going to go to the west, Al? It's going to switch around later on. Yours. Well, that might be really good if you get a, a bit of a break tomorrow or Tuesday. And uh, with a westerly breeze knocking the sea down a bit, you, the, 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 there's some good gutters along Smoky and along North Beach, uh, going up towards uh, Stewart's Point. There's been, some, as I said, some really nice brim. There have been some mullet netted already, so there's a few mullet moving around. When they move, the brim are there with them. Uh, on the rocks, there's been Taylor, Bonito, and uh, plenty of drummer, up to 2.5 kilos. There's been a good little run of drummer. But the Taylor are all right too. There's been some nice Taylor up to 1.5, 1.7 weighed in so it's worth having a poke around uh, particularly a Wesley a Wesley once it starts to knock this well down will make the rock fishing pretty good and uh, in the river obviously you've heard that I've uh, <laughs> other people call it a few cobia and a few uh, reasonable school mulloway up to six kilo so the river's worth a go I'll, I'll, I'll probably have a, a little look around here at Jerseyville tomorrow I'll, I'll go and have a putter around and see if I can find some some, some more Mulloway. I'll just see how we go. I've, I've got a brand new Shimano Stratic 2500. So I've, I've finally worn, worn one. I've worn one out here, and I've had two of them. 25 wow. years it's taken me. Yep. But I've just had to replace one. You can't believe that, can you? <laughs> That's good effort. And they won't do it under warranty. Oh, strange about oh. it. You had 10-year warranty on the reels, not 25. I, I thought I could take it back and they'd put it all <laughs> give me a new one. Have you still got the receipt? No, I doubt it. Oh, well, see, there you go. That's <laughs> your problem. That's your problem. <laughs> yeah, I reckon it was 25. I, don't, I, I'm just, I was doing it in my head because I, I bought the pair of Stratics when, when I went. Um, I was doing a trip to Hinchinbrook and I wanted a couple of little barrel reels. So I, I'm trying to remember when it, when it was. I'm, Im pretty sure it was about 20, 20-something years ago anyway. But they, they seem to last fairly well, Kieran. Oh, he's gone. He's, 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 he's asleep. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry for waking him up. Speaking yeah, no, those Shimano reels are beautiful. Yeah, so, but yeah, but I'd, I'd be fishing. If the, if the sea stays up, there's enough fish in the river to keep you busy. So give that a whirl. And uh, there's a few whiting up above Jerseyville still around Longreach Island and at Gladstone. There were some big flathead, two kilo, two to three kilo flathead caught in the mouth of Belmore River on Lewis through the week. So that's probably worth a, a look. And um, there's some, still some bass upstream from Kempsey, so, yeah, there'll be something there for you. Speaking of going, Laurie, we've got to do exactly that. You oh, have a great going. week. I, I watch the time. When I'm 
here, I can watch the time. I know exactly when it's time to go. <laughs> I'll see you later. See, see you, Laurie. <laughs> Laurie McAnally from South West oh, Rocks. Absolute legend, isn't he? Hey, it looks like we may have a little debate going on over the boat ramps. Bob from Bexley is online. G'day, how are you? All right, hey, I'm guilty of filling the rod holder too. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. I didn't actually get too far because I was self-draining in my big tinny. And you knew about and it very quick. it was right up a shoulder height or a little bit higher, you know how you undo it first while you're sort of getting ready? The bloke in front of you has got the, the old super tank. Yeah. Because we used to put the high grade in the, the old Mercs to get a bit better run out of them. So by the time it was my turn to grab the thing, like, this is like three o'clock in the morning, you know, when everyone's half awake. And uh, I said to myself, what's that noise down the back? Overflow can't be going off yet because you wait till the overflow it starts bubbling out before you stop filming. And I see this draining down the back of the boat. Oh, no. I'm looking around, where's the fire hose? Because you can't find one. Wouldn't you think you could run into the bloke that's running the joint, little Indian guy, and say, turn everything off. Where's the alarm? He says, don't worry, you drive fast away quick. (laughs) (laughs) No way. I'm not driving nowhere until I hose this thing out. Anyway, getting back to the boat ramps, too much fun there. Getting back to the boat ramps. I chased up and challenged the, uh, oh, well, they river something or other council over there at Oatley. Yeah. When they were, re- were finally renewing the boat ramp there, I said, look, we need, need to be educated what we need. Have you done any consulting with any of the fishers? Yeah. Oh, we've got the right bloke on the job doing it. So I said, can I have a little chat with him? Well, you know how hard it is to get through these people. I normally can get into all these people, but they sort of close the door on me a bit. Anyway, it turned out he was a uh, a guy renewing all the seawalls around George's River, and he was an aquaculturalist. I said, do you go fishing, mate? No. I said, what about, do you know the use of the boat ramps? Have you been around and done a survey on what's needed and what's available and what we could have or talk to fishing clubs? No. I said, all right, well, can we meet down at the boat ramp? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it got done on the footprint of the old one. The original walk down concrete slab that was built about 100 years is still there, way up in the air, about, oh, good, maybe six foot up in the air from the boat ramp. Low water, you, you can walk down with your boat, but there's no way to leave it except throw a rope to somebody up high onto the one pontoon boat uh, spot or you can't go off the other side onto the mud bank because they piled all these big boulders there. So if you come in at high water, you're going to do your prop in or you've got to walk 20 metres up the ramp with a long rope and then you try and drag your boat down and hope it doesn't get stuck under the walkway leading down to the one pontoon. And to this day, there's still only 12 car parks with a closing time at night or six overlaid spots in the road, which are all permanently taken up by people that own boats. Yeah. Now, this is good old new renewing boat ramps with government handouts of 500-odd grand. 
the best thing was the toilet amenities. What about the bathing facilities? Yeah. It never changes, does it? No. no. When I tried to intervene and put a few words in, I just got rebuffed. Yeah. You're, you're not needed, we don't need to be told what to do. But anyway, life goes on. The poor old boaties that go down there at 9 o'clock with the family, unload the boat, put everybody there into the boat, while Dad goes to park the car, where's he going to park? Half a mile away. Doesn't no. make sense, does it? No. no, it doesn't. Okay, Bobby, thanks for the call. Okay. It's Talk soon. 27 away from 6. When our son was in hospital on his 10th birthday and you gave him a call to wish him happy birthday, he's just turned 65. Oh, God. So you and I and my wife have been together for a very long time. I mean, honestly, John, you are one of the most non-biased presenters on Australian radio. You always show both sides of the story, and that's why I listen to you. Just want to say thanks for having a space that we can just share our opinions, man. I really appreciate that. Being a, a young fellow myself, I just feel like that voice is going, you know? Just people speaking their minds, man. I just want to say thank you for having a space to do it. Well, that's all right. It's here for you every day, so you don't have to go far, Sam. You can express your point of view here every day of the week if you want to. The John Lewis Show, weekdays from 9am on 2SM. Imagine a beautiful, clear day out on the water. Now add wind, heavy rain and a severe drop in temperature. Add a rising icy swell and the onset of darkness. Add storm clouds and lightning. The weather can rapidly change conditions. It's important that you plan ahead, keep checking the weather and wear a life jacket every time you're out on the water. Wear a life jacket. Don't risk your life. A message from the New South Wales Government. Whether you dream of winning a Commonwealth Games gold medal or three, like the Australian Jackaroos, or you're just searching for your next social competitive sport, that could make you a local legend. The skills you've honed over a lifetime of playing sport will make you a legend on the bowls green. And that green is just up the road. Bowls. Local legends wanted. Find a club near you. Visit bowls.com.au and click on Find a Club. For the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, try Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockist, go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on 040-66-71-359. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Unlike any other SUV in Australia, the unrivaled Kia Sorento is available in diesel, petrol, hybrid and plug-in hybrid technologies. The Kia Sorento. Awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or visit your nearest Kia dealer. Kia. Movement that inspires. 2SM. Sydney's Talking. 2SM 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go.
Well, it's time to catch up with uh, Peter Johnson again this morning. And last week, Peter, we were talking about the importance of keeping a, a log or a diary about your fishing location, what the weather was doing, what the tides were doing, how much current there was, what bait you used, and what gear you used. And I know you wanted to expand on that a little bit. So, shoot. Well, I, I guess, is for want of a better term, um, the most expensive bit of... Well, the most valuable, let me get it right, the most valuable piece of equipment you'll ever own is an encyclopedia of fishing which you've gathered from your own knowledge grant. I mean, as I said before, you can tune into a YouTube channel, you can tune into Facebook and you can see someone put their um, name up in lights, catching fish and showing it out there. But if you um, have a look at that, that's probably, you know, like, 10 hours of filming to go into a 30-minute 30, 30 YouTube thing or, you know, like 15 minutes of filming to go into a two-minute Facebook live reel or something like that. But if you've gone fishing every time and you've written down uh, in a notebook, that empty notebook um, soon becomes a notebook full of gold because it's filled with information that you've experienced yourself. And after you start doing a few things, repetitively, you'd be able to turn into that book and say, you know what, when we get the uh, the dark of the moon at the back of May and we get those high tides just after dark, I'm going to smash the brim on the brake walls. And, you know, like nine times out of ten, you are going to do it because history repeats. And you know it repeats because you've written that information in that book several times and you've had the success several times. So... For my money, any information you gather is wasted if you don't record it. And one of the metrics people use, it doesn't matter what industry it is or it doesn't matter if it's a sport or if it's fishing, you can't improve what you can't measure. So if you want to improve your fishing, you've got to measure your results or your lack of results. And well, I think I said this last week that I've probably learnt more about fishing from days we didn't catch fish than the days we did because we've come back from those days yeah. and said, okay, I've made a note of that. We had a rising tide. The peak of the tide, it was a 1.6, so it wasn't a big tide, and it came from a Point nine, so we only had point seven of a run. We had a daytime moon. Now that that for me is a bugbear because for some reason I've had this discussion with Greg Reid. A daytime moon, I don't catch snapper. I, you can trap them, but they won't actively bite. Other people might have had success, but me and Greg Reid have had the same discussion. He has the same issues. So you go in there, and, and yeah. normally we've worked out a pattern on why the fish didn't bite or why they weren't there. But with the, the, the snapper and the daytime moon, it's, it's um, yeah, it's a, a bugbear for us. But getting back to learning more about the days we didn't catch fishes, then we've gone and the next time we've had that same weather and tide, I mean, we've tried a different approach. And we say, aha, what's happened is after rain, that cockle bed might have been silted over. If you understand what I mean, you have a lot of rain and a lot of dirt and sand yeah. and detritus um, comes down river and it tumbles across the bottom and it might put three or four inches 
of silt over the top of a cockle bed and the fish aren't there because the cockle beds aren't exposed. So they move on, they look for other places, in other words. Yeah, so therefore we've gone places where there's a bigger hole or something like that where the, the, yeah. the food's been uh, more, uh, more more, more um, available for the fish. So it's a matter of uh, putting things together. And then, so that's your most valuable uh, piece of fishing equipment is that notebook filled with your own knowledge. Then once you've armed with that knowledge, the thing is to go and fish where you can get away with the lightest amount of lead and the lightest amount of line possible, uh, light, lightest breaking strain where possible. And why I say that... How do you know, though? How do you know, though, what's the lightest? Like, say for a, for a sinker, for example, right? I, I always... I'm the sort of guy that wants to throw a brick on it to make sure it gets to the bottom, but that's anti-productive, obviously. So what do you... How do you know that, that the weight you've got is enough and it's not dragging? Okay. What I like to do is I like, if your rod's sitting in a rod tip, uh, in a rod holder, and the tip's got the line running out at, say, anywhere between 30 to 45 degrees from the rod tip down to the water, you're pretty much right. If it's running out at um, 75 or 80 degrees, you know, like nearly nearly parallel to the surface of the water, you're not getting there or you've got too much slack line grain. Yeah. So what you want to do is I tend to anchor up and I'll, and I'll be burling. And I want to – so say, let's argument say, say we're fishing the vines in the Hawkesbury River. You're fishing four boat lengths out. You're fishing in four metres of water, three to four metres of water. You put your anchor out and you let about 50 feet of rope out. All right? So you let, you know, 15, 16 metres of rope out. Because you want to be down, down from your anchor chain, going bang, 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 making a bit of noise, yeah. and then you're burling. So ideally, your burley should be sitting about. If you're in four metres of water, your burley should be sitting somewhere on the bottom, about ten to fifteen metres behind the back of the boat. So you want to lob your bait out there at ten, fifteen metres. So your line should be hitting the water somewhere between eight metres and 12 metres behind the boat because then if it's still going down at the angle, it's then going to go and, and, and hit the bottom where, where your burley is. You don't want to be sitting out past your burley. You want to be fishing in the burley because that's where the fish are coming up to feed. Yes. So if if I'm pretty happy that my bait's there, I'll keep the line on that angle. And if the tide picks up and my angle shallows, well, it means the tide's picking up. I need a heavier sinker. So I might go up one size ball sinker or one size uh, bean sinker. You know, and if that's not enough, I'll have to go up an extra an extra size. So I might go from a three ball yeah. to a five ball. It just depends on the current. And then um, having said that, in as the current increases, you want a longer leader. So you, your bait can waft up off the bottom because if you are fishing with Hawkesbury, you're going to get stuck close to the bottom you're going to uh, become um, a victim of the, the, the Hawkesbury River whiting, which commonly known as eel-tailed catfish, because they, they hang close to the bottom in a big ball. So we'll go and fish six and seven and eight-foot leaders from our, our sinker to the hook, and that way it's up off the bottom a bit better, and the brim will smash it before the catfish get to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you're placing it in the area where they'll cruise past. Yeah, so... 
you know, like, and, and I've seen guys say, oh, they get done out there on the brim, they've got to go to 20 pound line. Yeah, I still fish um, 10 to 12, and most of the time um, I'm using the fluorocarbon leader of, of 12 pound. Fluorocarbon is really good because it's uh, very low visibility in the water. The fish can't see it as easy as they can other lines. So um, the, 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 the ability for the fluorocarbon to absorb the background colour is the key. So you can go up in litre size at times because it's not as visible and therefore it gives you a better chance. But um, let's face it, it's only the bottom six or, 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 or 10 inches, maybe, maybe two foot um, of the abrasive rock bottom is where you're going to get done. And so once you've got the fish on and you lift them a couple of times, you've got the heavier leader taking the stress of the rocks and not your, not your main line, so you can get away with eight-pound main line at times, you know. And the lighter yeah. the line you have, the less drag it has on the water. So therefore, you can come down a size in sinker. And, and you want to try that, try braid. Try 50-pound nylon versus 50-pound braid in deep water and see how light a sinker you can get away with with the braid because yeah. it's got a thinner diameter in the braid and it doesn't drag the water as much. So uh, experiment's the key. Yeah, and don't be afraid to, to challenge the thought. You know, like, if it's something's not working, just adjust. But don't adjust too much. Like, do one thing and then see if that works and then... Wait 40 minutes to try something else. But, you know, like yeah, I'm talking about you're fishing a place the last two hours of the run in and the, the first two hours of the run out, or, or the last hour of the run out and the first two hours of the run in. So you're fishing yeah. there when the tide is petering or before it starts to get too strong. So as the tide picks up, naturally in those different stages, you're going to have to increase your sinker size. But the lighter the line, it right. means you can get away from generally a size sinker less. And when the fish picks up your bait and runs with it, he feels less resistance with a smaller weight. And also with a, with sorry about that, that's me dog dog going crook. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, but the, the, the fishing, the fishing as light as you can, and don't be afraid to use a eight foot rod out of a boat. When you're using six and seven foot leaders, those longer rods become a good shock absorber and they help with lighter line absorb the shock and the line doesn't take it all, the rod tip takes it. Yeah. PJ, we're completely out of time. Thanks so much for your time this morning. We'll look forward to catching up with you next week. No worries. You have a good uh, rest of the weekend and uh, we'll catch you uh, next Saturday. Eh? When you turn 50, you need to take a few extra steps to look after your health. One of those steps is screening for bowel cancer. If you're aged between 50 and 74, the government will send you a free bowel cancer screening test every two years. Because if detected early, bowel cancer can be successfully treated in more than 90% of cases. So do the test when it comes in the post. Find out more at dothetest.com.au. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1800 805 366. 
or go to view.org.au. You know, a flat tyre is no problem at all when you carry the amazing Easy Jack in the boot of your car. With Easy Jack, you can raise and lower the height of your vehicle at the push of a button. Easy Jack comes with its own rattle gun, so you can loosen and tighten those hard-to-budge wheel nuts. Easy Jack simply plugs into your car's 12-volt power source. So go to Easy Jack, that's E-Z-I-J-A-K dot com dot A-U, or phone Rebecca on 0427 now you can join one of Australia's top private golf clubs for a very special low price. At Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club, you'll enjoy superb practice facilities, a magnificent clubhouse, and play golf on an exquisite 18-hole par 72 championship layout. And for a limited time, six-month golf membership packages start from as little as $1,490. But you must hurry. Email Leanne at twincreeks.com.au or phone Leanne Driver on 0438 295 813. It's Ash Barty here. Australian Made Week kicks off on the 15th of May and it's time to champion and celebrate our local makers and growers. Buying authentic Aussie products with the Australian Made logo helps boost our economy, supports local businesses and creates jobs right across the country. So, whether you're doing your weekly shop or buying a gift for someone special, let's back Team Australian Made and look for products carrying the trusted green and gold kangaroo. Because Australian Made makes Australia. Now's the perfect time to try Arborvitae because for one week only, get up to 25% off online. Already stocked up on Arborvitae? Get in early for presents for the family or for yourself. Arborvitae sales are rare, so don't miss out. Head to arborvitae.com.au. That's A-R-B-O-R-V-I-T-A-E dot com dot A-U for 25% off or call 1-300-879-863. News, sport, talk. 2SM 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Nine minutes away from six at six o'clock. We'll update the Super Network news for you right now, though. Steve Bowler joins us online. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we going? Not well, bad. Good. You didn't get much rain? No, not terribly much. It was... Um, we got a bit of uh, more uh, during the night, and she's come over pretty cloudy this morning, and... Uh, yeah, it's not, not looking like a, a particularly flash day today, but uh, that's all right. We'll get out and get amongst it and do a few things. So, uh, yeah, we, we uh, ended up with a, a few rabbits yesterday morning, which was good, and uh, carried them up last night, which was very good. So, uh, yeah, it was a, a very nice night, actually. And I got some leftovers this morning, so, uh, yeah, I'll be uh, doing up a little sample pack for a few of the, the neighbours around for, for their dinners and lunches and so forth. So, Beautiful. Yeah, love having a big slow cooker. Big slow cooker is the way to go. You, know, you see people with these, these little ones and I just think, ah, you know, you, you're missing the point of a slow cooker. The, the best part about a slow cooker is the, the next day and the day after. You know, <laughs> it, it tastes it, better. It, any, any curry tastes better one or two days on. Oh, for sure. For sure. So um, very much looking forward to uh, getting to leftovers today. 
Just to follow on from what Pete was saying uh, regarding longer rods out of the boat, another good uh, factor with those long rods is you can actually, if you get a fish that runs sort of around the uh, back of the outboard and under the outboard and so forth, you've got the reach to stick your rod tip down into the water and get it around the, the uh, outboard leg and things like that. Yeah, good point. Uh, you know, one of those things, you know, not as helpful for, for bottom fishing and things like that, but for targeting those speedy pelagics, your kingfish, your mackerel, things like that, a little bit more length is, is always a good thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, something to think about when you, you, you know, looking at your, your local Shimano dealer or... Okay. The, yeah, Amazon or wherever you go. No worries. Anaconda, sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, boys, I better let you go. Thank you, Yeah, we'll do Thank that. Thank, Thank you, Steve. We'll talk to you Saturday. Say it. Bye. Stevie Bowler, let's go to Duff Salamander Bait and Tackle. Morning, Matt. Well, good morning. Was that the freshwater, freshwater Stevie, talking about long rods? That's it, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, mate, come on, mate. He fishes the coast all the time. Foot. You don't need a 12-foot rod to catch a trout, Steve. Come on, mate. <laughs> Um, but interestingly enough, to his point, because uh, the guys at Fisher Broughton Island, and I didn't listen to Pete Johnson before, sorry, um, the icon, I wasn't up early enough, but I, we do build a few that we cut down from 12 foot to 10 foot, 6 or 11 foot, depends, because they like throwing um, unweighted pilchards and unweighted baits possibly as far as they can with alvies into the washers from the boats that are up there. Yeah. Um, and then normally we I build with three or four alvey stripper guides on it, so it's a it's a dreadful looking rod, but quite practical. They normally like those seven wrap multi taper ones, um, and they get some hook some big snapping on them. But uh, that's more for distance, for casting for distance and stuff like that. I would say. Yeah. Um, and with mono because they're old fashioned fishermen. But there you go. That was just touching on that long rods out of that was a thing many years ago too. As I grew up, I think and long rods out of the boat was a more of a more of a thing than it is today. Uh, little northwest. Puffed today. Yesterday was quite a nice day, I must say, weather-wise. Did your race tips win, do you know, at this point? One out of four. Oh, well, it's not too bad, I suppose. Could, yeah, could always be worse, could always be better. Um, a little bit overcast today, a little shower in this morning too, so um, I think yesterday was a much better day, but it says the swells probably coming up a little bit this afternoon. We might get a little bit of rain, but um, fishing-wise, uh, I got some reports back. Peter Silcock, some nice flathead from um, the shortcut over there. Uh, at, um, up in the tea gardens, just on soft plastics, the pumpkin seed soft plastic it was. Um, and what else did we get? Some reports of some bonita around the bay. Reports of a couple of tailor being taken off Fingal Bay. Um, Mitch got a couple of drummer off the rocks at Fingal Island. Uh, a few reds taken around um, Snapper Point and Telegraph Point, just off the land base one to about 40 centimetres, which is good. Um, plenty of bait in the water, they're telling me. And the water's still quite warm. So starting to cool down a little bit, but still warm for this time of year, is um, talk of the talk on the beach down there anyway. Um, still getting some, the odd few brim off the ruby. Not many piffies around. I can't find, piffies are hard to find at this stage. Yeah. Um, we, I might attribute that to the fact that they can piffy all year now. Crazy me. Um, whereas they can only do it six months of the year. Now they've got these quotas. So something's impacted it. Might, I'm sure that'll be argued. But anyway, nevertheless, pippies are harder to find at this stage. And that's obviously one of the key, the key um, <coughs> um, sources of food for the brim during the winter months, the old pippies on the beach. So hopefully they reappear. They're just hiding somewhere at the moment. Um, 
few worms hanging around, box beets, some tail around box beets on metal lures, as well as uh, a couple of whiting off there, but I'd say they'd be said and done for the year. And as I said yesterday, um, I'll tell you the jip rock guy, they got some nice crabs around uh, Sag Island there during the week too, so if you're out today, it might be worth throwing a crab chap in. Okay, no worries. Duff Salamander Bait and Tackle, Salamander oh. Way, Salamander Bay. You know what that means, yeah. don't you? Coles Express. Four nine eight two zero seven double one. Okay, bye then. All right, talk to you next time. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> You've got him well trained. You've got him well trained. It's news time at six o'clock. On the other side of that, more of High Tide. Stick around, and uh, hope you're enjoying the program today. Let's take you off to the news.